I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Burton. Dylan, thank you again for being on the show and launching into an area that veterans right now are not represented enough. So Dylan, just right off the bat, tell us a little bit about yourself, share your vision for gaming, streaming, and just tell us how to connect with your channel. My name is Dylan, as you said. I'm a five-year Marine Corps veteran. I have three kids, beautiful wife, been married for about six years, uh, six years in September. We have two Australian Shepherds uh-huh. that are all over the place and leave hair everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can connect to me. Uh, I stream on Twitch. It's a website. Um, I'm sure if you know what streaming is, you've heard of it. But uh, I'm twitch.tv slash twizadin, T-W-I-Z-Z-A-D-I-N. Uh, that's usually what I stream on. There's other platforms you can stream on too, like Facebook or YouTube. Uh, I don't bother with those right now. Uh, I like to stick with Twitch. My vision for gaming just in general is I don't think it's going to go away. In this new age, this 21st century, it's become a big thing, especially in the past year, um, especially with a lot of the bigger streamers that you see like Ninja or Shroud or what's summit um they're all really big streamers and it's become almost like a sport in itself people go into these streams and they spend money and they subscribe and they donate to watch these people play and i find a lot of people find that weird and kind of confusing but if you think about it in the sense of like you know paying two three hundred bucks to go watch a basketball game yeah i mean but you end up just watching the screen anyway. I mean, you could have just yeah. stayed home, saved that money. Yeah. And so if you think about it that way, I mean, this is kind of like the sports or the basketball of gamers. And what's really different about the streaming community than, you know, that analogy is you actually get to interact with these people. And so like, I've noticed a lot of the viewership in this is teenagers and kids that are watching these streams and stuff. And as kids, uh, you and I, you know, we looked up to like actors or basketball players, football yeah. players and stuff, but what are the odds that we ever get to interact with them or just ask them a question? Right. And with streaming, you get to do that. Um, you get to ask them questions. You get to ask these people that you really look up to these questions. And I think that's why it's so popular within the teenage and the kid realm is because they get that interaction with them, which is, I think, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you uh talked about the industry in all its verticals. Um, I work at Microsoft, so I, I know the numbers, especially behind the Xbox, the Xbox gaming community, Mixer. And like there was an article on GameStop, Microsoft in the last 365 days, just in their gaming unit made $10 billion. You know, so again, like you're talking these numbers and like you said, most people are still like, ah, I don't understand it. Yeah, but we pay to go watch basketball. But you don't get to truly interact versus, like you said, and you talked about big names like Ninja. And I love how you stated it. But to the listeners, you're talking 19 million people at times. I remember the article about when Ninja gamed with Drake, one of the most successful artists of all time. And the interwebs couldn't keep up. So yeah, yeah, that was the biggest stream to date on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, The most viewers that any streamer has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And then think about that, you know, like, 
you it's, know? So it's crazy. And then all the people that look up to Drake, him playing with Ninja like that really opened up eyes. I think like um, people that wouldn't have thought of gaming as like a right. real big thing, you know, people that look up to Drake, they see him gaming and they're like, Oh, you know, maybe it's not so bad. Right. Right. And I love what you said because what reignited my passion for gaming is the children in my life. I have 24 nieces and nephews. And when they visit, that's what they want to do. They want a game. And I'm like, well, I don't like losing. So (laughs) I might as well learn how to play. And it's just fun. Like you said, we can interact. It's a great way to spend time. And I think at times, just because of what gaming used to seem, like gaming used to be single player focused. So people would say, stop playing the game and go outside and play with your friends. Yeah, exactly. You can play with your friends while being online. Yeah, that came out in mid-2000s, I think it was. It's probably around 2005, 2006. I think Xbox was the first one to release that online gaming with Xbox Live. Yeah. And then PlayStation soon after, and that's where it really took off. I mean, you could do it on PC before, but PC hasn't ever been this big as it is now. Right. Uh, especially since all the money you have to put into gaming <sighs> on a PC versus yeah. a two to $300 Xbox. Yeah, yeah. So let's stay right there on that topic. Which platform did you choose to game on? Um, Why and what are the benefits of the platform you chose? So I chose PC mostly because you will find in the PC community that you find a lot more serious gamers and a lot better gamers. Uh, You get paired with better gamers because in order to game on a PC, you really have to commit because, I mean, like I said, you know, I spent just on the PC alone almost $2,500 building it. And a lot of the community in PlayStation and Xbox, they just have a two to $300 Xbox or PlayStation that they got for Christmas or something. And it's not as serious. And so whenever you're gaming on a PC, you actually find people that are really committed into the game. They're really into it and take it very seriously. And so that's why I ultimately chose PC. Um, I grew up on PS3 mm-hmm. all my teenage years. I played a lot of Call of Duty and a lot of uh, Battlefield. I mean, it was what I could afford. I was 13, 14, 15. Right, so right, 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 right. Just like a lot of teenagers now. And so, um, yeah, personally, I chose PC um, just because it is a better community and you have a lot better control over what you're doing in your games. With the mouse and the keyboard, you're a lot more precise versus you know using the joystick uh, on the controller. Right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now, what are some of the strategies that you're doing to build your community And how can our listeners help? How can our listeners subscribe or or maybe follow you or maybe even share your page? I use a lot of social media. Um, I mean, in today's day and age, that's just how you do it. Yeah. Um, My Twitch again is, you know, twitch.tv slash twizzedin. And I also have a Twitter page that I go and I post whenever I'm going live. I post giveaways. I post, um, I share what's new, what's hot with gaming, you know, just try to stay really active, really involved in there. and also. Another big thing is being involved in other streamers, mm. streams, making yourself known kind of in the community, and especially with the bigger streamers. So if you're active in one of the bigger streamers stuff, you know, people start to remember your name. And if they ever run across it, they run across your stream. They're like, I remember that guy. And they'll maybe hang out a little bit and whatnot. And so, and as far as following and subscribing and stuff goes, um, subscriptions work. You can subscribe with a tier one, tier two, or tier three subscription. and it's $5, $10, and $25 a month, and you subscribe to your streamers. Or you can, if you have Amazon Prime, you can connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and you can subscribe for free to one streamer a month. 
And so um, any streamer you come across, you can follow just by hitting, there's a little heart button up yeah. at the top, right, right above where they're streaming. Um, that's just a follow button. It's free. It just basically shows your support, shows that you enjoy them enough to sacrifice a little bit of your time with them. And uh, the subscribe button furthers that. Um, with the smaller streamers, it helps bring in a little bit of income yeah. uh, to further their career. And then with the bigger streamers, a lot of them are sub-only mode with the chat. And so you can only talk in chat. You can only talk with the streamer if oh, you're wow. a subscriber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty and cool. So, yeah. And uh, a big thing, you know, is like emojis and all these gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it unlocks all those in chat. And so it just makes it the whole community and the whole chat just fun. And so, yeah, you can go to any streamer's page and just hit the subscribe button or the follow button, and that's basically it. And then um, a good way for me specifically is if you just follow my Twitter, it's uh, Twizzy on Twitch, T-W-I-Z-Z-E-Y on Twitch. Um, you can find me there, and that's it. Love it. Pretty simple. Twizzy I don't have on Twitch. Um, Twizzy make on sure Twitch. You guys are subscribing in the show notes. We'll make sure that that link is there so you guys can click and get connected. Why? As you know, I fully support veterans and what they're doing next. And I just really believe the more of our voices that get in the space, the better, you know, um, mm -hmm. think about being able to talk to the next generation, share your experiences, you know, just share your uh, love of country, love of family, you know, share your fatherhood experiences. I just think that would be great across the board, you know, for more veterans to start streaming, to start, you know, bringing their expertise. Quick, funny story. My wife and I, for one date night, we went to the video arcade and my wife's super competitive, so she was kind of beating me at different games. <laughs> and not on purpose. You know, like, sometimes you're supposed to lose. Like, that's the husband rule. I wasn't trying to lose. She was just better. Yeah. <laughs> then we got to the shooting games. Ah, uh, like, yeah. You're really good at this. I was like, babe, I was in the Army for, like, six years. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> a little bit of experience. <laughs> you know? So, so it's always interesting just how games can connect us, help us relax, and just yeah. what it means. And I think at times... Many haven't, even within the veterans community, many haven't embraced the platforms and the technology for what it really is. And what I am impressed by is that you clearly saw that you could speak to a community, share with others. Was it maybe your favorite streamer that got you into it, or was it just something you were always thinking about? And then you finally said, you know what, I need to add my voice to the space. Yeah. So how I really came across it is I was just browsing Facebook one day and somebody had shared a video of this game. It's called Fortnite. You might've heard of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody in the world seems to have right now. Um, and it looked just goofy and crazy. And I went on YouTube and I just started looking up different uh, gameplay of it. And I ran across Ninja and saw that he was a streamer. And so it got me interested in that. And I started watching his streams a little bit. And what really actually had me jump on the bandwagon is a streamer called Dr. Lupo. Mm -hmm. He has a wife, he has a kid, um, yeah. and he has made this into a career for himself, making great money, uh, having the time of his life and just really enjoying life. And so it really got me realizing that, you know, this is an achievable goal. I've always wanted to do something with gaming, whether it be game design or testing games or just something to do with gaming. And whenever I really heard about streaming, it kind of just opened up to me in a way of, Anybody can really do this. Yep. Um, if you put 100% into it, you can do it. It's not unachievable at all. You don't have to have a crazy 10-year degree for graphics design or anything like that. I mean, you can just... I mean, there's some people that stream on two, $300 computers and they make it work. And so it's 
just a very achievable goal and it really lets me pursue my dream of doing something with gaming because I'm just a nerd at heart. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love how you just reminded the listeners that, you know, there are things that do require the crazy degrees, but rocket science is for rocket scientists and the love of gaming. I think we all have that game, that, that game from a Mario Kart to a Call of Duty that just wowed us, that connected us, or it's Fortnite that has brought so many people back to gaming. Yeah. You know, and I think I just love your heart there where you just shared, you know what? I've always had a dream to do something with gaming and here's my opportunity. And just all the goal setting stuff that you used in the military, now you get to apply it in a different arena. You still get to be at home. You still get to share your life with your family. And I think, man, it's so admirable that you shared that. And I hope that to many of the listeners, to many of our military listeners, our veteran listeners, that it would be something that they consider. Or maybe it's a family member who's, who has the passion for gaming. And I hope that you don't talk them out of it because yeah. it's one, just want to under double underline, it's an achievable goal. And then two, please don't ignore the industry behind it. You know, I did a podcast, quick episode on that. Like, stop ignoring the industry behind gaming. It's one of the biggest entertainment industries. Yeah, it really is. And it seems to rub a lot of uh, some of the older generation wrong. Some of them are really supportive. There's even a, there's a streamer. His name is, um, I think his grandpa gaming. He literally streams from his retirement home. He's in a home and he streams from there. And I was so surprised when I saw it because it usually rubs the older generation wrong. Yeah. Like my mom, I've always looked up to her because it was just me and her growing up. And she doesn't even know that I'm doing this because I know it'll be nothing but negative feedback. And I don't want that on me because it'll just yeah. impact me negative negatively and it'll just affect my streaming. And so right. we right. don't even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that approach as well because, you know, just your respect and honor for your mom is like, hey, let me show it's working and yeah. then we can discuss things. And I, I love how you know, you just reminded us that, hey, things have changed, you know, like it just has. And I think, man, like to those who are humble enough to do the work, to build their communities, now the impact that they get to have, especially first at home, huge, huge win, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, just watching you grow as a streamer, you know, seeing what's next for you. And when I like that, you reminded me of, because I am an Amazon Prime member, but I haven't subscribed to anyone. So I'll make sure that I follow up and get subscribed to you. Awesome. Especially since, like you said, it's built into Prime membership. Yeah, really, it's free for you. I mean, if you yeah. have an Amazon Prime, it's because uh, Amazon bought Twitch. And so that's why they implemented that. Oh, wow. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Now, just to switch the conversation just a bit and um, talk about your experience in the military and then your transition from the military. So my first question there would be, what do you say to younger people when they ask you, hey, you know, I want to join the Marines. Can you tell me some things about it? What do you typically share or, you know, what do you usually have them think about? Well, it's funny you ask that because my little brother is actually in the process of going into the Army. So I've actually just kind of gone through it. And my biggest piece of advice that I wish I would have heard is volunteer for everything. Make yourself known. Don't be known as the lazy guy or the guy that tries to skip out on things because it'll only hurt your career in the future. And no one ever sees it in the present. But Mm. 
from a veteran and I'm sure every other veteran will tell you the same thing. Volunteer for things, make yourself known because whenever promotion time comes and you mm. don't get it, that's the reason why yeah. they don't know who you are. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, my biggest piece of advice is volunteer. Even if it's cleaning the bathrooms, mopping the bathrooms, man, or going outside to pick up trash, you know, do it because that'll get known. That'll be seen. Yeah. Not maybe not now, maybe not in a year, but two years down the line, they'll remember, Hey, you know, I remember he volunteered for everything. Maybe we should give this guy a chance, put him on a board, see if he can be a leader. And so that's the biggest advice that I gave my little brother. And uh, I know army and Marines are a little different. Uh, I give them crap on it all the time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> as you should. As you yeah, should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. That's great advice. I think people miss that to those leaders watching us. They're like, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that piece of advice, like you said, not only gets you known, but they're like, okay, you have an incredible work ethic. You care about the details. You want to be a part of the team. So let's, like you said, put you on a promotion board, help you get prepared for that. And wow. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Now I'm going to fast forward through your career. Now we're at the transition. And one question I like to ask is one word answer. When I say veterans transitions, what do you think about? What's your one word? I've thought about that. Um, The first word that comes to my mind and the most helpful word that I can think of is plan. Okay. I love that. So were you someone who had a strong plan or were you someone who had to make your plan on the fly? Both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, with me personally, I had a solid plan. I was good to get out. I even got out a little early using mm-hmm. my leave and I had a solid plan, but I had no plan B, no plan C. Um, and so that's what I always suggest to people getting out, have a plan A, plan B, and plan C because same things can really go wrong really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always, but sometimes. And when it does, that plan B is good to fall back on. Whenever getting out, I had a wife, a two-year-old and a newborn baby, and I was out of work for eight months. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was rough. So eight months went by and I kind of picked up a little bit of work here and there doing yard work, um, cleaning, just basic yard work and uh, yard maintenance and stuff, making a few bucks here, a few bucks there. Um, having to rack up credit cards to keep food on the table. It was really a rough time, but it ended up working out in the end. I'm in a good job now um, that I'm really enjoying, uh, mm-hmm. has a lot of flexibility. And so if I had just planned better, had a better plan uh, to fall back on, it would have been a lot easier transition and a lot less stress on a newborn baby, oh. a two-year-old and a wife. Yeah. And so it caused just a lot of... Uh, Tension, anxiety, yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's the exact word I was looking at, tension and whatnot in my transition. So, because they, you do a class before you get out. I don't know how the Army is, but the Marines put you through like a little transition class whenever you're getting out. They help you build a resume and stuff. And then once that day hits, you're gone. They, right. It's sink or swim. You just got to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, so having a plan definitely helps with that. Wow, wow, wow. Man, you... Thank you, one, for sharing that uh, story and just reminding us that, one, you can get through it. And yes, have that plan, but also have those contingency plans. You know, something that I haven't taught on as much this year, but I'm glad you said it because maybe I need to start picking back up on it. I would always tell people, like one of my mentors, he kind of teases me. He's like, Bernard, you always have all these plans. I'm like, look, I like having a pace plan, primary, alternative, contingency, emergency. If something hits the fan. There was something to fall back on. And he's like, yeah, but sometimes I was like, look, <laughs> you know, I, I've, 
just like you, I've been through some hard times, some struggles, and I would always ask myself, what could I have done differently? Because you don't want to give away your power and your strength. And I love how clear you made that, that at times, if you have some fallbacks, then there's some pivot points. And I, I love that you just brought that back to mind. So let me go here. I'm not like fully aware of any of the big military streamers. I know that there are some, you know, some organizations that send um, games to troops overseas, things like that, game systems to troops overseas. Do you know of a military streamer community or do you have any top military streamers that you would suggest or that you watch? Yeah, um, there's one that I actually play with. His name's Sobe Games. He's another Marine vet, just a small streamer like me. Uh, we play a lot of the games together. So if you, any of y'all ever want to tune in and watch me, uh, you'll probably run into him at some point too. But one of the biggest is uh, John Burke. You might have heard of him. He's an Army vet, and he actually started a nonprofit called Alpha Nerds Guild. Uh, um, I hope it's okay that I'm talking about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, he does really good things. Um, it's based out of Texas, um, and that's where I'm from. It's just a community of all veterans, law enforcement officers, first responders, anything um, that come together in gaming. We talk about gaming, and it's a Facebook page, and there's even a separate Facebook page for specific members that stream. And so that's one of the ways that I get my name out there and they support me. I support them. It's just a big, really good community. And uh, it was started by John Burke and his wife and he streams and he does all these different charities and different events and meetups. And it's a great, great time. And so if you're on Facebook and you want to join that group, if you're into gaming and you want to be part of that community, it's just Alpha Nerds Guild, really easy to find. And um, Another big one, uh, I've watched him a few times. I'm not too familiar with him, but I know he's a really big streamer. His name's The Pool Shark. Mm, um, I've heard of him, yeah. Okay, yeah. So he has quite a few thousand viewers, and he's really active in the Twitch community. And I think he's actually full-time. I haven't made that transition yet. <laughs> I have a ways to go. But uh, yeah, he's an army veteran that uh, streams. And I enjoy his whenever I get around to watching him. Nice, nice, nice. And, you know, thanks again for, you know, um, just sharing that, because I think the more we support our community, support our veterans who are into streaming, um, the better it is for everyone. You know, um, I'm someone who's guilty. I, I would put Twitch on on Saturday mornings, you know, because we don't have, uh, you know, traditional television. And, you know, you just kind of watch different game streams of what's popular. But now I'm going to be a little bit more intentional because, of course, I want to make sure that our community gets the viewership, gets the subscription, yeah. things like that, because it matters to them on the back end. Now, do you see yourself building like a community, like many of those streamers you mentioned, where maybe you are doing meetups, and maybe you are doing some in-person things, or maybe even raising money for charity eventually? Or And I know one of the goals is to go full-time at some point. Yeah. So whenever I started all this, my wife and I sat down and we went over everything, all the ins, all the outs, all the good, all the bad that comes with streaming. And we ultimately decided on a schedule that I stream whenever I'm working full time and a goal to reach before switching over. I basically want to make one and a half times pay that I do now in my full-time job before nice. I switch over. Nice. And we want to have a nice good savings to fall back on in case there's slow months and whatnot. And so we're focusing on that goal right now. And as far as the charity and stuff, of course, um, I'm a very strong heart for veteran suicide. Uh, one of my good friends killed himself two years ago. And he was my mentor whenever I was in. And he was wow. kind of like the dad of the shop, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, whenever he took that, it 
and every took his life. It was just, it was really hard on me. Everybody in the shop, it hit us all really hard because he was so lovable and likable. And so that's really hit me strong. And so I plan on trying to work with uh, different organizations like IGY6 or uh, 22 till 9 um, down the line whenever I'm bigger and have a bigger viewership and doing charity streams with them. Um, I know a lot of streamers will do 12-hour streams or 24-hour streams, just nothing but charity. Uh, just recently, they had one for um, St. Jude's Hospital mm-hmm. and raised $2.7 million. Wow. Just from people donating to streamers. Right. All of the big streamers are doing it. And it was such an amazing thing to watch. I got to watch a lot of it live. And just watching these people just drop ten, fifteen thousand dollar donations to these streamers to St. Jude's was amazing. Especially I don't remember the football player's name, but a a football player, what really well known, um, hopped into Dr. Lupo's stream and dropped a fifteen thousand dollar donation wow. to St. Hospital. Yeah. And so I, I really want to get to a point to where I can start raising money for those types of organizations. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, just your heart. Thank you for sharing that really personal story and just reminding everyone of the impact of this space, of this community and, and just the reach. I think at times, if you're the uninitiated, and that's what I call it, like if you, if you don't care about gaming and streaming, you just don't know. But to those who know, they know, you know, and I think it's hard to overlook the impact for good. And it's hard to overlook the impact for connection and community that a streaming and video game streaming allows. Yeah. All right. Let's let's talk games now. Like after this, this is the crown jewel in my day. But after this, I have a Splatfest to attend. I, I like Splatoon 2. I try to game on the Nintendo Switch because that's what my nieces and nephews enjoy. Um, <laughs> what games are you truly just in awe of? I'm, I know you mentioned Fortnite. Are there any others in your just game library that you just stream quite often that has a great community around it that you just enjoy playing? Well, as far as streaming goes, right now I'm just streaming Fortnite. I love all the shenanigans and the crazy stuff you can do in there. I mean, you, I'm, you've seen it. A lot of the people I'm sure have seen it. Uh, yeah. just, all kinds of crazy stuff. The streaming community seems to really be revolving and migrating towards battle royales. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, if anybody doesn't know, you know, you're, you hop out of an airplane or a flying bus or, you know, whatever, and you just land on an island with 99 other people and with nothing. And so you have to go scavenge around. Uh, PUBG is a good example of this. Um, yep. You just have to go scavenge around, find weapons, find armor, find whatever you can. And the ultimate goal is to be the last one alive. And so a lot of the games seem to be revolving around that. And right. the game I'm really looking forward to is Battlefield Five dropping in October. They're actually going to be having a Battle Royale mode, which I'm very surprised about. Yeah, I was very surprised that Battlefield would jump on that bandwagon. And I think Fortnite has a lot to do with it. PUBG was really big, but Fortnite just... Took it out of the so water, yeah. They did. And I mean, just last month alone, they made $300 million and the game is free. <laughs> That's just off of cosmetic stuff, like yeah. skins all the way from, I, you can wear a bunny suit. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You can be a cops and robbers. I mean, it's endless, uh, the things you can do in that right. game. And so, uh, yeah, Battlefield Five. I'm really looking forward to. I used to play a lot of Borderlands on PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
three, four times. And I just love that game. So I'm planning on starting that soon too, try to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. 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 Uh, Borderlands three pops because it's been long anticipated. And so getting ahead of the curve in the Borderlands community would be really good before that drops. Wow. 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 Now, when you stream, do you do any clips from your streams? Do you do anything else to uh, just kind of stand out or shift how you communicate to your community and, and how you increase your replay value? Yeah, I have a good friend of mine. He's on every one of my streams and I actually met him through my stream. He just oh, popped man. in one day. He was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's going on, man? And he's just been hanging out ever since. And he grabs clips for me of all my good kills and whatnot. There's a oh, few man. on my channel that yeah. you can see. He's not able to grab all of them. Uh, it's hard whenever you're in the stream to reach out yeah. and grab a clip real quick. But I save all my gameplay. I record all my gameplay. And I'm eventually going to be starting a YouTube channel and putting together different montages of good clips, funny moments, just crazy shenanigans and uh, <laughs> some videos there and start hopefully acquiring some revenue through YouTube as well. Right. right. I love all the different things you can do there. And it opens up so many opportunities for clips and for different footage and gameplay. I mean, there's people out there that do strictly YouTube playing Fortnite because they can make little movies and they can make right. montages, all kinds of different things. Yeah. So, okay. Guilty. I do play Fortnite. So <laughs> very familiar with the game. Season five. What to you has been your biggest surprises? What areas were, I guess, very interesting? And just what do you like about season five as opposed to maybe past seasons? So I started in season two playing very, very little, just in between here and there. Um, back whenever the knights were a big thing, yeah. the knights in shining armor, and I have a couple of knight skins. Uh, but with season five, it's the biggest thing that surprises me is they're not afraid to get rid of anything. Right. Except for Tilted Towers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just so surprised of all the things that they're able to keep up with. Just whenever you think, you know, they've hit a wall, right. they can't add anything else to this game, they release all this other crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen, but um, on top of Loot Lake, whenever you're flying down, you can see a pyramid coming up out of the water now. I have Every- yeah, next time you drop out of the bus, look okay. down at Loot Lake and you'll see the top of a pyramid. It's very slight, but it's coming out slower and slower. And so my thoughts is that they're going to turn Loot Lake into like a sand pit. Oh, wow. Because nobody ever really goes there. It's kind of like a dead zone because right, right, you walk right. slow through the water and whatnot. So I think they're going to turn it into a sand pit, which I think would be really cool and bring in. Because the season five, I mean, if anybody doesn't know what happened at the end of season four is there was a discovery inside of a mountain that had a giant rocket Mm -hmm. at the end of season four it was the rocket shot out and it's really hard to explain you'll have to find the clip but it kind of just shoots out and then disappears and it goes through time and it kind of breaks open this time portal in the sky and it's just a giant crack in the sky and so that's kind of what season five is based on is that uh, the aftermath of that rocket and there's all kinds of vikings now yeah pyramids and just it's all these different things in time coming into this one era and so the thought that went into that is just amazing they just have such a way with keeping up especially keeping up with today's times i mean all these new dances that kids are coming up with loss and this other stuff they're throwing all that in the game because they know their community so well i'm so surprised by that and that's the like for example i'm I'm really surgical on PUBG. PUBG just makes sense. It's yeah. clear. This is what yeah. you do. Fortnite, I'm like the vertical building. 
you know, <laughs> just like, come on, you know, but, yeah. but it's fun. And now the vehicles, the carts, there's so much mind share. Like, like you said, there's so many things like Loot Lake used to be one of my favorite spots because you grab some great weapons right off the bat. But then, like you said, now I'm sludging through the lake, hopping and it's super yeah. slow. So I'm like, let me just avoid that altogether. And then now yeah. with the vehicles, you can kind of take your squad squad goals to a new level. So there's so much to do. I'm yeah. just, I just suck at the vertical building. Like <laughs> yeah, there's talk uh, going around Twitter and uh, different gaming forums about them kind of moving out of the building. They'll keep it in, but I don't know if you noticed, but farming materials has gotten a lot harder. And the llamas that drop, they only get 200 materials now instead of 500. Mm-hmm. They're kind of inching away from it slowly because they know that it's not realistic and it's not easy to pick up. I mean, you could be fighting somebody and within two seconds, they built the Taj Mahal on top of you yeah. and you're like, yeah. uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm a decent builder, but it it takes a lot of practice and a lot of skills. So a lot of people really just getting into the, their first game and just immediately dying to these really good players, it kind of pushes them off to the game and turns right. them off to the game. And so I think that's kind of what they're going for is to attract the newer players, give them opportunities to be able to get those kills and right. excel in the game. So I'm ready to ask the tough question. Have okay. you gotten your first win in Fortnite? How many times have you been the last man standing? Oh, I think I only have two or three wins. Oh, wow. I'm not very good. Wow. Well, <laughs> I'm I, I don't have one, so funny. that's impressive for me. I'm, I'm like, you ever want to do duo, doing? let me know. We'll do some duos together and get some wins. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, it's such a great game, but uh, wow. So easy to pick up, but so much to learn. You know, yes. so if you haven't yet given Fortnite a try, my challenge is that you go play, enjoy, and just maybe drop some feedback, maybe reach out to Dylan, let him know what you thought. And then after you figure out that Dylan's a genius to have won an entire battle royale, <laughs> um, tap his brain for how did he do it? Because I'm yeah. struggling. Like I get close, but once the building starts, uh, it always seems the last eight players are just pro builders and just yeah. Yeah, hit you like that. And I mean, a lot of the bigger guys that play this all the time, they know exactly how much damage each weapon will do at each part of the body. And so they do all the math in their head and they just pop, pop, pop and know you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. And move on. The amount of thought they go through during their gameplay. Do you ever play the uh, big mode where it's like 50 V 50? Yeah. um, So like I said earlier, I have three kids and uh, my two older ones are four years old and two years old. They love to watch me play and they love to play themselves. And so I'll throw it on 50 v 50 to let them because it's 50 versus 50. The odds of you getting attacked and stuff is very slim. So I'll let them control the mouse, control the keyboard, run around, smack some trees, just kind of do whatever. But me, myself, I don't really play it. Um, It's kind of a hit or a miss because once you're ahead by 10 kills, it's basically game over. Yeah, it's a wash. (laughs) So I try to avoid it unless I'm just trying to have fun with the kids and whatnot. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Man, well, I think fantastic conversation. Great. um, Just excitement around what's next for you. Because again, if you love what you're doing, I think that's the secret. And I think for most people they don't position themselves in a place to do something that they love. And I think you're in that spot. So I'm excited for you. Um, Before we close, I'd love for you to, again, remind our listeners how to connect to you, how to subscribe to you, how to follow you on Twitter and Twitch. And then if there's any parting words of wisdom for the veteran community and military streamers, let us have it. 
Yeah, again, my Twitch is twitch.tv slash twizzadin, T-W-I-Z-Z-A-D-I-N. I'm sure you'll add a link or something somewhere in there. Um, yep, and then you can yep. also find me on Twitter at twizzy on Twitch. A little backstory on that name. I was actually uh, in my schooling right after boot camp. And I had this little laptop and had nothing to do on the weekends. And I downloaded uh, World of Warcraft. And I was trying to come up with a name. And I was eating some Twizzlers. And it kind of just all came together. Oh, wow. And Twizzy came about. And so that's where Twizzy comes from. And then Twizzadin is just kind of a... Twizzy was taken on Twitch. So I had to not compromise, but I had to uh, adapt and overcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm... Twitter to, at Twizzy on Twitch. And then, um, the, like I said, in the stream, there's a little heart button you can follow. Followers help my goal to become partnered with Twitch. And subscribe button as well. You can subscribe to any of your stri- favorite streamers. Um, and with Twitch Prime, you can get that for free. Yeah. And um, as far as wisdom or any words of advice, just don't give up. Any veteran streamers out there, you know, you were taught, you were trained, and it's instilled in your brain to always push forward. And so whether you have zero viewers or a hundred, you know, always treat it like you have a stage full of people that you're entertaining because uh, the biggest thing is people will get really down and out whenever they have zero viewers and they're sitting here playing this game. You just got to fill that time and talk about what you're doing. Talk about the kill you just got overreact. If you get a kill, throw your hands up, scream, do a (laughs) dance, whatever you need to do. Just make yourself unique, make yourself known. And, um, Something that a lot of people don't know is that there's a 30 second delay on viewers. And so somebody could be sitting in your room for 30 seconds before you even know about it. And that's a first impression for somebody. Mm. And so if you see zero viewers on your stream and you're just kind of sitting there playing a game, then they're going to bounce and go to the next guy. So just always fill the time with something. Um, There's an option to even turn off the viewers if you don't even want to see it. And that'll really help. But like I said, just push through. Don't give up because the people that give up they're opening opportunities for the people that push through. And with small streaming, small streamers, you're in a pool of people and you're just trying to get your head above water. Once you get your head above water and you get past that wall, you're good. You can basically make something of yourself. It's just a matter of getting over it. Powerful stuff, Dylan. Powerful stuff. Well, again, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Um, of course. Thank you for sharing having me. your journey to streaming. Just again, thank you for your service. Thank you for just all that you shared, because I think you'll be one of those pioneers that we look to, you know, especially for military streamers, as someone who carved out a lane and reminded us that we could do it too. It's yeah. a very achievable goal, but it's up to us to not give up, to adapt, to overcome, to find those ways to be unique. And thanks for leading the way. Exactly. Thank you. As Marines do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, Dylan. Well, you have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll send this over to my podcast editor today. He should have it back to me by Wednesday and I'll shoot it over to you for a listen and it should be out by next Friday. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Pleasure. Pleasure. Great conversation. And <laughs> I'll, I'll try to figure out how to build things so I can get my first win in. in <laughs> Go ahead and add me in there, man. We'll play some duos. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it, Dylan. All right. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Right, take care.